sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I'm your host and founder, Nicole Christofferson, and I am sitting with Josette Rofer in a vulnerable and sincere retelling of her family's journey in this episode. We will hear her open her heart as a mom, as a community philanthropist who's focused on giving to sick children alongside her husband and sons. And as you know, the heart of our podcast is always community. The Bradley Rofer Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was founded in October 2022 in Orange County, California. It's led by a team of compassionate community members devoted to keeping alive the legacy and memory of eight-year-old Bradley Rofer. The story of Bradley's beautiful bouquets serves as a testament to Bradley's incredibly giving heart, to his unmatched empathy, and to the extraordinary soul he was. Join me as I welcome my guest, Josette Rofer. What's really unique about our journey as a family, um, we were still shocked from Bradley's accident. And the community rallied against uh, around us and they said, you need to keep continuing Bradley's legacy. And we said, absolutely, you're right, we need to. And um, this gentleman came up to us, we didn't know him. He knew our story and he said, let's have a golf tournament. And we said, okay. None of us had ever done a golf tournament. The reason was, was we were going to raise money and take that money and put it back into the community and help sick children. We were going to shower them with gifts and give the, give the parents a check that would help them with whatever whatever they needed, if it was medical or just to keep the lights on in the house or whatever it was. We put out a Facebook post and said, hey, we're going to start a foundation. Nobody knows what we're doing. <laughs> and we would love for you to be part of it. We're looking for a secretary. We're looking for a president. We're looking for a PR person. We're looking for... And in 20 minutes... We had every position filled. And then several weeks later, we sat down at a table all together and we worked out an idea. And we said, this gentleman came to us with a plan to have a golf tournament and we're going to put this together. Let's do it. And we just started doing it. No, you we did, did it. it. We did it. We actually sold out two golf courses, it. which is unheard of for a first time foundation. We had a gala where we raised about a half a million dollars. We give to two families a month. Actually, since Bradley's passing, we have given to over 55 families. It's incredible. We've started other projects as well. We gave a big donation to some very wonderful organizations that are very dear to our heart. One is Chalk Children's Hospital because they did an amazing job with Bradley, an amazing job with Bradley. And so we felt that they were so deserving 
and we donated to them. We, when we were at Chalk Children's Hospital, there's a room. It's called the Ronald McDonald Room. It is also affiliated with the Ronald McDonald House. The Ronald McDonald House offers housing for people that are too far from the hospital to stay there, have a shower, have food, have a community where they feel love and they, um, through the worst time of their life, they're getting support, mental support, physical support. And so um, we donated to the Ronald McDonald House as well. Um, another organization is Lion's Heart. Lion's Heart um, has been around for 20 years. It actually started in our hometown and it is in 32 states. Lion's Heart is a program where they have high school students and they go out and do philanthropy work. Bradley was a philanthropist from the very start. There couldn't be a better organization that we could honor Bradley and help than Lion's Heart. And so, um, Lion's Heart, it's, it's, it's this beautiful, again, this, this, this moment where the universe just kind of comes together. Lion's Heart was planning way before Bradley's accident, but planning on doing this program called the Pride Program, which is a family unit. So it would be younger kids, their parents, and older siblings, and they would get together as a family and go do community service. You could do anything from picking up trash at the beach, filling joy jars with Nigu, and so many other beautiful opportunities. Again, the universe put us in contact with each other. They said, you know, we've been wanting to do this program and your son is like, this is, this is who he is. This is who he is. He is a lion's heart kid. He has that spirit of giving. And we said, you know, we would like to donate and help you get this part of the vision started. And so um, Bradley is part, it's the Bradley Rofer Pride Program with Lion's Heart. It's just amazing and I hadn't even heard that yet so thank you for sharing that with me <laughs> um I'm gonna have to talk to all my friends who have their children involved in Lion's Heart and you know really just keep sharing that that's so awesome how many states 32 good job mom <laughs> thank you I think we need to give a perspective of time for our listeners because the first golf tournament took place in December of 2022. And we are currently in October of 2023. And Bradley and his family have done and accomplished all of this within their community and put in place these programs that are continue to help people. And it's October, 2023. 
Yes. So in one year, we have donated to amazing organizations and we have helped over 55 families. We work very close. We work with um, Miracles for Kids too. Um, they are an organization who helps children with life threatening illnesses that are below the poverty line. So they do a big birthday bash. They usually invite 12 children every few months and they hold this birthday bash together. And um, we donate money to them as well to help them with expenses or, you know, when, when, a, when a parent has a sick child with a life-threatening illness, it is extremely hard to work and be at the hospital at the same time. So these people have to make a decision. Am I going to work and have money to pay for these things? Or am I going to go sit with my child that's having a really difficult day? And so as a mother, you know, our child kind of takes priority. And so how are they going to pay for their, their electricity? How are they going to pay for food if they're Basic not at needs. work? 55 in one year. Yes. So um, you and I have talked about mantras and um, what is it that stays in our head that keeps us going. And um, one is turning my pain into purpose, my hurt into intention. And what is my why? My family is my why. You are the best person to converse with. We spoke for an hour last week, um, getting ready to talk for our podcast episode and just catching up about our events and things like that, that we have coming up, but your why? My why is my family. You know, my why is, is Bradley. It is Bradley, but it is also his brother, Connor. And of course my husband. So those three people are my why. I had a very traumatic childhood. I did. I, I just did. I grew up in poverty. Um, I didn't have the dad. My mom was physically there, but not emotionally there. When I entered my 20s, as most of us do, when we become young adults and we're like, why are we the way we are? What is going on? And we start reading all the books, all the self-help books, the Eckhart Tolls <laughs> and everything in between and start digging into our being of why am I this way? And then you have that decision. Are you going to continue the path that you already know or had? Or are you going to make significant changes to create a better path? And our, our 20s do that. Like that is what our 20s are for. You're searching for a partner in life. You're learning new things and experiencing new things. You're not under the requirement of education and what you have to do. You can learn what you want to learn. And our 20s 
make us so strong. We like build our own new foundation as young adults mm -hmm. too. That's my interpretation of 20s. You know, by 25, I knew what my path was. I knew what I was going to try and do. By 27, we're like, yep, it's working. I'm getting there. <laughs> 28, you know, it just, it's, that has, it's been, I've said the story over and over again about women in their 20s and what we can accomplish in our 20s for mm -hmm. ourselves and for our future. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a time to like, reflect and become your own person. That's also when addiction, right? So you're either you're either going to grow and blossom and or you're going to just go the opposite way. There's no like middle ground. You're either going to evolve as a person or you're going to let the traumas and everything that was your past push you down and you're going to try to cover up those feelings with drugs and alcohol and other addictions. So it's like you're either going to make or break. You're either going to do or it's going to be done to you. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very powerful. It's a very powerful time in a lot of people's lives. Agreed. Going back to my why, and I look at Connor, and I'm like, wow. You have been through a lot, little boy. You're eight years old and you lost your very best friend. And as resilient as, and as amazing as he is, he's human. He's human. And I have to take every opportunity that I can to make sure he doesn't feel like he's a victim. When I started this foundation and we go out and we bring checks and we bring gifts to these family, Connor is the one that holds the check. Connor is the one that delivers the baskets of toys. And so every time I do that, I'm giving him a purpose. Like your brother may have passed away, but we get to make these families feel good. We get to make these families, this is our way of honoring Bradley, but it's also our way of healing. And so I, I hope that I am pouring so much healing into Connor that when he hits those ages of 20, that he is not going to say, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. I lost my best friend. I don't feel like I got the, the love or the attention or whatever. So I want him to say, yeah, I lost my brother. And we started a foundation and we help people. And I'm full of empathy and I'm full of, of pride. And, a, and I'm a strong person that's going to do good in the world. So that's, that's my why. That's my goal. <laughs> I think it's a great one. And I think as a parent, you have that, we have that responsibility, but looking into the future and making sure today carries on for, in honor of Bradley, but for the purpose of Connor and the protection of his heart and um, all his efforts with you 
for Bradley and for all the children is going to be super important. And I see his smile. Like, I just have to talk about Connor's like smile and what I've seen. I've seen him grow up so much in this last year. Um, but he's so charismatic. He is. And I like, you know, I want to sit and talk on this, um, podcast episode with you about, you know, like balance and like how you take care of yourself and like that and how you manage your health and stuff. Cause you know, I know Connor's your why, and I know you give and you get smiles in return and stuff, but, um, you're giving so much and you have so much to give. And, you know, I want to just understand from a mom's perspective, like how you take care of you through all of the accomplishment, all of the impact, um, all of the purpose and beauty and help that you've brought into the community and lives that you've touched now. But how do you take care of you? I do a lot too. And I can't even begin to understand like a year later what I would feel like in that. But I know that in my hardest times, I have to pick up and I have to be strong and I have to make sure I'm taking care of myself too. And I wanted you, you're, you're a beautiful woman and you're doing so much for other people. So health, fitness, I mean, what are you doing for yourself? The giving part of me is also fuels me. On my darkest days, which are usually my birth, well, I don't have a lot. I, I've only been going through this grief for one year. And, um, but what I've, what I have noticed is that there are some days because they are a birthday, a holiday, an anniversary of his death or an anniversary or his birthday or the anniversary of his accident. Like these days are, they're just days. But to me, I know that they're going to be hard. And so my birthday was a very hard day. Um, the, the accident happened in September. My birthday was in March. And I, I had to think hard. I was like, what am I going to do on my birthday? Like, I don't, like a massage most people would get a massage on their birthday. You know, it's about, it's about them. They get to receive. And I said, it would be torture for me to sit there and alone in my head and have somebody massage me. And I love massages. Don't get me wrong. But like, that's not, that's not, that doesn't fill my bucket. And so I said, what can I do? And I actually, this is really funny. I, um, Val, <laughs> your, your sister-in-law, who is your sister, um, is also my neighbor. And she was complaining, not in a, not in a complaining way, but she had mentioned that she didn't like the front of her garden. And she's been my hugest cheerleader through this whole process. She checks on me. She, she texts me. She calls me. She, I mean, she does above and beyond. And, um, the greatest thing that I could do on that hard day was to be of service to somebody else. And I went to her house and I pulled out all of her, her weeds in this little area. And I went to Home Depot and I bought flowers 
and I filled her that little area with flowers. And it was hard work. And as I'm pulling those weeds, I wasn't thinking about my pain. I wasn't thinking about the loneliness that I felt. I was just thinking about making her yard look good. I've come to discover that on my hardest days, it's better when I do something for others, big or small. Another part of my self-care is yoga. I do have to take care of me physically. That's really what I was, I mean, I love that you're sharing with us about your hard days, but like you give so much, you need your energy, you need your strength. You know, that's where I like, I love that you're sharing yoga is a one of my favorite things to do. And I probably do it the least for my physical fitness. So it's so powerful. It is. It, it's, um, it's very sacred for me. It's, it's hot yoga. My yoga studio knows who I am. They know my story and they have, I think it was maybe two weeks after Bradley passed away and I had walked into my yoga studio and I hit my knees in child's pose and I just cried and cried and cried. And then class started and um, it took a while for me to get out of my head and be present. Yoga teaches us how to be present how to breathe, how to just be. Like my feelings are not reality. They're just feelings. My reality is what I do with those feelings. And so yoga allows me to pause if I'm doing it right. <laughs> allows me to pause, breathe, move through my body, which allows me to move through the grief, which allows the stuff to move up and, and my blood to circulate and my brain to circulate and getting oxygen into these crevices that need it. And then after the class, I'm a sweaty mess and I'm back in child's pose and I'm back crying again. Because that's how I connect. I connect with, with Bradley. When I'm there, there's no distractions. And um, meditation and, and just going through the breathing, that's how I connect with my higher power. So in that moment, and, I, and I'm down on child's pose, and I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a mess, and I feel the instructor drape her body over me. And then I feel the person next to me place their hand on my arm. And I feel the person behind me place their hand on my ankle. And I feel another person place their hand on my other arm. And in that moment, I know I've got a community that understands or that has got me or won't judge me, won't judge me when I come in here crying again and again and again. And I have that sacred space where I can just be. So that's, that's really what I do for me. Yeah. It's awesome. 
because you spend so much time out in the community and I know you get your steps in, <laughs> but yoga is more than fitness. You know, yoga has so much more power. Like it's like, I don't even know the words to say right now with yoga and it tra transforms you every time you do yoga. And I know our listeners know it too, because how many times do you get up and put your hands down your head between your arms and your head facing the floor and get that blood in your head? And it just brings so much clarity. That's what it I want to say. It does. And, yeah. you know, um, I've written, oh, probably about 50 poems. And I would say I do the majority of my writing after a good yoga class. It frees up the chatter. Yeah, because you forget like what it feels like to breathe and listen to your breath and the blood in your head and the blood moving through your body. I don't know. Breath is so powerful. It's something that I've really put into play, even with my kids and my family and my husband. And we breathe, we stop and we just hearing your breath is a total reset mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. It's just you. Um, we have super important stuff to share about the finale of 2023 and what we have to do in the next few weeks. I was looking at the calendar yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, like October is almost over and November's mm -hmm. almost here. And I was like so excited. I was really getting excited to see another year that's gone by and know that we have so many, you have so much more to do ahead and we have a big event in November and I wasn't sure if you wanted to share. I would love to share. Yes. November is a huge month for us. Um, November 10th, Friday, Friday, November 10th, we are having our giving gala and it is going to be dinner, dancing, auctioneer, raffle baskets, giveaways, and it's just a beautiful event that's held at the Coto de Casa Country Club. It's um, going to be glamorous and fun and just a beautiful. Uh oh! Now I gotta go get an outfit. I've been—I knew I've been knowing I was going, but I didn't get any information on it yet. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to bug my sister to give me some updates or call you on the side here. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just a, a day to enjoy dance. There's going to be entertainment and just, it's going to be like a wedding with an auctioneer. <laughs> and music and fun. And, the, and delicious food. Delicious food. Um, and then our second okay. event is going to be the following Monday, which is our golf tournament. We had sold out both courses last year, and we are just about to sell out the second course. We probably have about 20 more spots available. That's amazing, because I just talked to you like five days ago, yeah. and a lot's happened a in five lot days. Has happened. And um, so our golf tournament will start at 10 a.m. as Shotgun and the golfers go out, there's going to be contests and prizes and um, celebrities as far as um, pros that you get to um, try to beat, which is always fun. And then once that event ends, then they're going to meet back at the Coto de Casa Country Club where we're going to end the night with dinner, an early dinner. 
and drinks and delicious food and appetizers. And um, we're going to have some amazing prizes to give away for the winners of the golf, as well as raffle baskets and a, a, and a quick little auction of some amazing, amazing prizes. And there'll be a couple celebrities there to sign stuff. Um, I don't know if we want to give those names away. <laughs> We're not giving all the secrets away <laughs> because we are throwing the hook out there for all of our golfers that are listening or for anybody um, to really see what the foundation has done in a year. It's and in what... The- the amount of support that we get through so many different avenues of amazing human beings. I mean, these are just incredible people um, that have their own legacies through whatever ambitions that they've pursued. And it's just really incredible that they see Bradley's story and they're like, yes, I, I support this. I support this little boy. I support their family. And most importantly, I support his vision, his cause, his what he was already doing. We're just doing what he was already doing. And you've got the whole community behind you. And these the golf tournament and this event is live in action, us with you, making a difference for another year and for that day and for that moment and more smiles and more giving. And it's such a beautiful um, event for your family to be able to continue to give and for everybody to be able to come together. So I'm super excited. I will, of course, be there. Anything I can do to help set up um, and whatever, but we had a very beautiful time last year. And I know this year's golf tournament is going to be sold out because holy cow, you're like, yeah, we just opened up tickets for the second course when I talked to you five days ago. And now we're down to the final 20 tickets. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Good. And yeah. we still have some time to go. So this is another I huge would... success the second year. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Would you like me to read one more poem? Yes, please. Of course. Because, hey, you know, I do this podcast and I've been doing it for six months now. And this is this episode was so important for my friend, Josette, my family, kind of like, you know, let's just say it. Um, If Val's my sister, then you're my sister is what I'm getting at. (laughs) Um, It was just so important for you to come on because we're always so busy when we're at events together or we're with, you know, you're doing stuff for the foundation or we've got the kids with us and there's just always been so much stuff going on. So this episode was really special to highlight and have you share. And so I just want to thank you so much for coming and talking with me today and then I get to share it with our listeners it's this is a special episode for me so I didn't do a lot of talking I don't have a lot of questions I asked if you would be comfortable sharing poems and you're giving me a second one (laughs) I love you sister (laughs) thank you this one is called wrong way and um my my grief is is a journey it is a journey I am I am in the middle of my journey. This is not 
there's not a conclusion. For as much love as I have for Bradley is as much grief there is. And so even though that I'm going out there and I'm doing these, I'm impressed with what I'm doing, but I know that it's Bradley guiding me. I could not do any of this without him guiding me and the community pushing me and just the love that I've received. But this, this is called wrong way. They say there is no wrong way to grieve, but I don't necessarily agree. Every morning we are given a choice. We can be silent or use our voice. We can face the day ahead or choose to stay in bed. We can stubbornly stay in denial, pretending our child's absence is not final. We can be mad and consumed with guilt or turn to the memories that we built. Of course, bargaining comes into play. I would give anything to have my baby for one more day. But the universe can't let that be. It's just plain and simple, not reality. So I turn to my heart and I ask the question, how do I turn my pain into purpose, my hurt into intention? I know the answer will eventually come to me. So I sit in silence and patiently be. I say a prayer to God and to my little boy because they are the guiding light to my joy. I had a friend that was dealing with grief, had lost her grandmother and her mother within months of each other. And she was left alone and had no family or anything like that. And she's talked to me about grief a little bit, but what you shared today really taught me and gave me that inside look and from your eyes, because she would tell me what she did and where she went and how she went to grief counseling and how you don't talk to your friends about it and this and that. And I see such a different positive outward um, expression of what your grief is today. And it's very helpful for me to understand that because I think I can relate it to some other my my other some of my other friends and stuff like that. So I just think your insight into grief is super helpful for me too. Because I don't know and I don't want to pretend I know. And and now I know what you've shared with me and it's super helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being you and for being so open to share. Um we all have a lot of hard work to do and your work is guided by Bradley and what you're doing. And I love that. And I love seeing your smile all the time. Um, and I can't wait to see um, what you guys continue to do with Bradley's beautiful bouquets and with the Rofer foundation and with the other organizations that you've given to and that are involved with um, there's more. There's so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more. We didn't even talk about the entrepreneurship class. <laughs> no. Be- <laughs> so Josette hosted an entrepreneurship <laughs> class at my office in California. And she, you know, they asked me like, hey, can we use your conference room? I want to get some kids together and do this entrepreneurship class for kids and and instantly I was like, uh, yes, because do you know where we're going with work hard, smile large? Like my husband wants to have this entrepreneurship school for kids when he's retired. And this is like what we're, we're going to do with work hard, smile large in the future. And 
And it, I saw Joe's ad. I went and opened up the office and dusted it off because we don't go in the office very much anymore. I'm all over the place. And um, it ended up being a huge success. Tell them like about how long? It was like two hours? It it was a two hour class. So, um, you know, when, again, one of the things that I've learned is to say yes. And um, another thing that I've learned is to put things out there in the universe. And um, I did this talk. Um, it was a, a MOPS, Mothers with Mothers of Preschoolers. I went to MOPS and, when I had babies. And I was the working mom at MOPS. It didn't quite relate to everybody. But I did it with both my children's babies. It was my way to get in with the moms. So, mm-hmm. so it, was, it, was a, it was a beautiful event. And it was to actually um, promote a, a walk that we were doing for Bradley. Um, it was called the Honor Walk. And so it was just to promote that. And I, I was a guest speaker and I told, I talked about, um, my journey in my grief up to that point. And I said, one of the things that I would like to do, and I didn't, this just came from my heart. I didn't plan on speaking about it. It just came from my heart. And I said, I would love to have an entrepreneurship class to teach children how to become entrepreneurs with an emphasis on philanthropy. And my idea was to get these young children and motivate them, inspire them, teach them, guide them into doing what they want to do. And then say, you know, part of this process is to give back. Now they could pledge 5%, whatever they felt comfortable with. And then after they pledged a small percentage back, they would also get a letter as to which child we helped during that time. And so it was a full circle plan. So they would go out there, they'd raise money, they'd give back, they got to see who they helped. And um, this woman, Ivy, she comes up to me and she goes, you know that that idea that you had with the entrepreneurship class? I said, yes. She said, like, I would love to help you with that. And um, I said, okay, let's let's go have lunch. And so we had lunch and she, I find in life that sometimes you just need a cheerleader for your idea. And once you get that cheerleader, that will motivate you to get to the next level. And in that moment, she was my cheerleader because I would not have done what I did if I didn't have somebody say, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And so we came up with this curriculum and it was very simple, very fun, uh, very interactive. I put it out there on Facebook and I said, I would like to host an entrepreneurship class. I'm looking for kids ages seven to 13. And um, you don't have to have experience with anything. You just just have that, that, that fire inside of you that wants to do something. And we got, I think it was, what, 14 kids? 13 or 14 kids. You filled the room. All I know is you filled the conference room. I did fill the conference room. I did not stay. <laughs> I let you guys conduct your business, but you definitely filled it. We gave these kids planners. Um, and we gave them an idea about like how to start. 
We sat there, we gave a YouTube video about a young entrepreneur to get them motivated. And we sat around the conference room and we came up with the best ideas from yard signs to candles to dog treats, babysitting, flowers, and um, other, other little things. Oh, reused golf balls reused golf balls. We sat there and we, Colton, one of the boys, he's like, I have this idea. I want to do reused golf balls, but I need a name. And we sat there and we just started naming out ideas for his golf ball company after a a lot of very funny, funny names for golf balls. (laughs) You can imagine. Kids, yes, I can. <laughs> we um he came up with the idea fly again golf balls. And so that was one of one of the beautiful ideas that came out. And since then, Colton has gone to the golf club, a golf and sold his reused golf balls. He bought a bike with his money and he also donated $300. He is eight years old, eight. And he donated $300 to sick children. That's what we're doing. Like we are teaching these kids empathy. We're teaching these kids business skills. At their level with their their beautiful little minds and their growing powerful little hearts. And yeah. they're so capable. Yeah. So um, we had that that awesome two hour class. These so that was the beginning of summer. Actually, school was still in session. It was the last week of school, and my idea was they would have all summer to kind of get it together and figure it out. And Fourth of July, I had a pop up stand at our uh, community event, and I said, "Hey, entrepreneurs, if you would like to come and be a part of this event." I have a station for you. We had the little girl who made um, candles out of beeswax called Be the Light, B-E-E, the light. So she sold about 10 candles that day. We had a boy sell his dog treats. I I don't know how many he sold, but that kid was so busy. <laughs> I think he sold about 40. <laughs> you were out at a park and I bet you a lot of people had their pets with them too. So yeah, they did. He had a good They're idea. Good time. Good timing. <laughs> and we had another boy sell his like little fidget tools and another boy sell his yard signs. It was a huge hit. It and was it came huge. Full, and it came full circle because they all gave circle. and they all got information on who they've helped and touched yeah. with all their effort. And it yeah. all sparked from one idea. I'm so it's it, like, it's good to hear the end because I... I know it went really well and you all really enjoyed that evening coming together and brainstorming and masterminding, but mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, I adore you for coming on and being so honest with your heart and your family's experience and the foundation of what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. You were such a blessing to our vision mapping event this year when you guided one of the sections of our vision mapping event. And this was a great opportunity for us to hear a little bit more about your story and the accomplishments 
things that you've accomplished thus far um, with the Bradley Roper Foundation. So thank you. Thank you. Let me recap really quick. We will have all the information for everything. We've already put it on the screen if you're watching us um, on YouTube. Please connect to the foundation. Please connect with um, Josette. She's an amazing woman, as you've got to hear, and um, to be continued. There is more, as she's proven she can accomplish a lot in a year um, with the love and support of her family and the guidance of her family. So thank you, Josette, for joining me. I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. I may see you a little bit before that, but I'll let you know. Um, and as always, work hard. Smile large. Thank you so much for tuning in to this part of Josette Rofer's story. Make sure to tune in as we release an episode every other Friday, and I will be featuring Josette on a future episode to hear Bradley's mom share her story of the day that changed their family's life and how she handles grief while always giving love and support to others. She is a true community member in Orange County. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our daily lives. In each episode, we'll delve into the benefits of maintaining a positive mindset, hear inspiring stories, and provide tips for cultivating smiles around us. We will highlight healthy habits and living a full life while giving focus to various lifestyles that shine bright in this world as we collaborate with each unique guest to help spread the work hard, smile large vibe. Now is the time to come together, pour into others, and have the youth we mentor and influence daily inspire their peers to become WHSL Youth Ambassadors too. This podcast is here to support you on your journey and bring others together to build their dreams, achieve goals, and determine what we all want our legacies to be. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe.